The Chayat Meklayadal tells us the significance of a mitzvah of tefillin. He says it's very important. One who does not put on tefillin is called a Pashe Yisrael Begufai. Through his own guf, through his own body, he's not performing the mitzvah. He's called a Pashe with his guf because tefillin is something that we put on our body. We spoke about this previously that Midah Taif Merubah, that Chazal tell us the great schar, the reward a person gets, the shmira, the, the arichas yamim, by wearing tefillin every day, but here he just singles out how important the mitzvah is. And therefore he says, a person should be careful when you're purchasing tefillin to make sure your tefillin are kosher. Imagine someone goes a whole life, uh, 80 years and 90 years, and they realize that tefillin was possible, so that every single day they were not wearing uh, kosher tefillin. So it's very important to make sure you have kosher tefillin, and then he goes into some of the halachas of, of stam. So I just want to take a moment to bring out a point that we find in the in the Paiskim. The Ramah in Hilchus Mezuzah tells us that it's more important for a person to purchase tefillin than to purchase mezuzah. Why? Because tefillin is a mitzvah sheba gufay. Mezuzah is on your house, but tefillin is a mitzvah on your guf. Additionally, some of the Acharyim say that a mitzvah, a person is a chiv to do a, a, a mezuzah. It's only if, the Ramam says, only if you have a house, so then you have a din of putting mezuzah on she'orecha. But, but, if you didn't have a house, there's no chiv to get a house. But tefillin, every single person has a chiv, every single man has a chiv to wear tefillin. So it is more important to purchase tefillin than to purchase mezuzah. The Mishabura in Simon Chafei has a similar comment, and he says that when it comes to hider mitzvah, it is more important to be to per, to spend more money on a hider on tefillin than to spend a hider on talus. Now, your typical talus is, you know, $100, $150 for a talus, and tefillin is much more expensive. So, uh, it's hard to know where exactly this would be referring to, Bismanazeh, but let's say a person wants a fancy silver atara, and he's going to minimize the money he'll spend on a pair of tefillin, so that would not be a, a, a recommended. Additionally, the atara is not even a hider mitzvah. At most, it's a nice thing, but it's not a hider in the mitzvah itself. A hider in the mitzvah would be, you have, uh, the strings are nicer, the actual... Uh, Titsis itself would be a hitter, but the, the Atara, as the Aruch Hashokan says, or Moshe Feinstein says, it's not really technically called a hitter mitzvah. It is more of a of beautifying the mitzvah, but it's not exactly the same hitter mitzvah as when we refer to tefillin. Let's say you have a machlekas about the, the stam, um, the klaf, or the oisius, there's a different, there's a different uh, hitter when it comes to tefillin, and that would be more important and more significant. Now, in a practical sense, for most of Klai Yisrael, you typically will not purchase your own pure tefillin. Usually, when you're bar mitzvah, around that time, so either a parent or a grandparent will purchase your first pure tefillin, and even by a talis. It's typically bought by a father-in-law or whatever, but it's not, you're not, you never really had that decision of what to spend more money on. The question would be, you know, down the line, let's say a person wants to upgrade his tefillin, but it's going to come at the price of not being able to upgrade his talus. So that's when the Mishabur would apply, where a person would should spend his money on upgrading tefillin in Hitter as opposed to talus. And definitely if it comes to like a talus bag or other things that have nothing to do with the mitzvah of talus, they're nice things. It's nice to have a nice bag for a talus, but then if that's going to take away money that could be spent for tefillin, assuming that's the decision a person's facing, so tefillin would, be, would, would come first. Okay. So therefore, since tefillin are so important, a person should not just, you know, go on Amazon.com and just purchase tefillin. You have to know where you're buying it from, who the cipher is. In some circles, they have hachsherim on, 
on the Sva, on, on Safras, on the on the Ksav and on the Batim. So a person should definitely do more research when purchasing tefillin. First of all, it's it's a it's a nice amount of money. And, and it's every single day. Let's say you get the wrong matzah by mistake. So let's say you weren't yaitza matzah Pesach night. Okay, but that's one night. Next year, hopefully, you are yaitza, or maybe you had a different box that you were yaitza. But tefillin, typically, a person will wear only his tefillin his entire life. So definitely important to spend the time. Okay, so we're not going to go through all the details of, 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 uh, of how to write the, the, uh, the, the parashiyas and all the many halachas involved, because most of that is done by the cipher. So I'm going to try to give you the, the consumer's perspective, the purchaser. When you go to buy tefillin, what should you keep in mind? So first of all, it is very important that you figure out, you know, which minnow you have when it comes to the ksiva, ksiva of, of uh, sefer the ksiva of mezuzah, uh, and the tefillin. So although... We have the same Tyra, but there are different opinions on how to write some of the letters. There is the Ksav, which we call Ksav Beis Yosef, which is the only Ksav really mentioned in the, in the, in the works of the Rishayim. It's the only Ksav, it's the only type of writing that the Beis Yosef quotes the Halacha and Simen Lama Beis. And that's, if you go to most Ashkenazi non-Hasidish circles, that's how their Sefer are, that's how their Tefillin Mezuzahs are all written, Ksav Beis Yosef. There's a ksav called ksav ariza, which is basically like Beis Yosef, except for a few letters. There's the aleph is a little different, the vav, the ayin, the tzadi, the shin. There's machloikes in what the ariza meant when it comes to the how you how you uh, write a ches and how you write a test. The minog is that the test is the same as ksav Beis Yosef, and the ches is different. Maybe on Shabbos, I'll print out some copies of of mezuzahs and we'll show we'll see the difference between some of the ksavim. That's so you have Beis Yosef and you have Arizal. Who wears Arizal? So Arizal is worn by the Hasidim. The Hasidim wear Ksav Ari. And some of, the, some of them actually have a little different than Arizal. They'll, they'll combine a little Arizal, a little uh, Beis Yosef. And that would be the Chabad. Chabad has its own Ksav, but it's basically the Ksav of Arizal. And the third Ksav is what we call Svardi Ksav or Ksav Velish. So that has also some differences, different hug over the years of, of the Aksav. We actually had an interesting Shiloh here in Minneapolis. Someone uh, donated a Sefer Torah. They had a whole big event, a nice affair. And I don't know if they realized then or they realized earlier that he's a Sephardi and the Ksav was Ksav Velash. And the Minog and Ashkenaz is not to lane. We don't lane from Ksav Velash. We typically lane from Mesias. If you have Ashkenazi Kehillah, they don't use Sephardi Sefer Torah. Now, there is a discussion in the Paiskim. If someone gets an aliyah, if someone is diving in a Sephardi shul, gets an aliyah, or if someone only has Sephardi period tefillin. So, typically we'll say, yes, you know, Nahara Nahara Pashte, as the Chaznish writes, everyone has their own Messiah, everyone has their own Minuk, they're all kosher. You can't, you know, call something puzzle if there's a, a group in Klai Yisrael doing it, and it's based on, you know, sources, uh, you know, quality, authoritative sources. So therefore, Ksavarizal, Ksavelers, Ksavisos, they're all kosher. The question is, what's our minog? So you wouldn't tell a Ashkenazi Jew to go purchase Velers uh, Tefillin. You wouldn't tell him to go purchase Arizal Tefillin if, he, if he's not Hasidish. Only the Hasidim wear Arizal Tefillin. So 
so the, the question was asked, what do you do with this Sephardi Sefer So to read it once in a while, I think the Rav or the Rabbanim involved felt that, yeah, once in a while we could do it because to make someone happy, perhaps once in a while you could do it. But to change the minute of a shul that we're always going to read from his Sefer Now, typically after someone gives a Sefer to a shul, the minute is that they, that, that the shul will lane from that Sefer every week. So it's either based on a concern that maybe there's a soul in the Sefer Torah. So if you lane every single, every single week from, from that Sefer Torah, you'll go through the entire Torah over the course of a year, and you'll see if there's missing any letters. Some say that today there's computer. Uh, we we uh, computer test the, the Sefer Torah, so perhaps you don't have that concern. But either way, there's a minute to use it every, every, uh, every Shabbos for a year. And the person who was donating the Sefer Torah very much wanted that they should use his Sefer Torah, not to use it once, you know, once a year, Shabbos by Mincha or on Simchas Torah. So the question was asked, can they use, can they lean from this Velar Sefer Torah every single, every single Shabbos? If you look in the place, can you come out all the place and say, no, that, that's not our Minog. If it's an Ashkenazi shul, that's not what they do. We don't change our Minog of a shul to make one person happy. To do, make an exception once in a while, Perhaps you could do that because that's not you know going away from the minig of the shul. But if you have a minig in the shul, minig kavu in the shul to minig has to only use ksav beis yosef. So that's what a person that that's what uh, that's what the shul should do. Now there is an interesting opinion from uh, I think the uh, the Kleisenberger and some of the other groups of Hasidim where they will only use ksav arizal for their tefillin, but their sifritayra are regular ksav beis yosef. And they said that that reason only meant that we should change it, change these letters for our tefillin, but not for not for Sifra Torah. So everyone, again, everyone should do what their minog is. If you're not sure what your minog is, so it's interesting. You know, when it comes to people always ask, you know, they, they feel a little chasidish, they feel a little svari, a little litvak. So when it comes to standing or sitting by kiddush, no, no, there's, there's different minhagim when it comes to... When it, when it comes to other minhagim, you know, to da, to uh, to sing by davening or to be besimcha, so it's not a big deal if someone calls himself chasidish or you wear a gartel. But over here, when a person is not using sav beis if he's an Ashkenazi Jew, so if he's not really chasidish, if he's not really, you know, his whole life living al pi the pesakim of of the chasidish, uh, you know, paiskim, which go, for example, with that rizal, so then he would definitely be encouraged to put on typical ksav beis yosef, but again, he should definitely ask a rav in general for guidance in that situation because your typical Ashkenazi will wear ksav beis yosef and only the Hasidim uh, will wear ksav arizal. So next we'll get into some of the halachas that we should just be familiar with when it comes to the ksav of tefillin, when it comes to looking at a tefillin and at, at, a, at one's pure tefillin and saying, hey, I got a problem, I got to go check it out. We'll talk about it. There's a crack in it. In the Ritsuas, if the color starts fading, we'll get to these halachas that a consumer should know. Not necessarily someone who's making film, but even a consumer should be aware of. We'll get to some of those in Yanim next week in Ritz Hashem.